Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back, everybody, to the Live in the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaletti, here with a very special guest coming from Canada. This is Amanda Sellers, and Amanda is a mom of two boys, a three-time Voice Arts Awards-nominated voice actor, co-founder of the VoiceOver School, co-creator of the mindfulness tool Abundance Wands, which I cannot wait to ask her about and a meditation teacher. What's going on, Amanda? Welcome to the show. Matt, hey, thanks for having me. I think you could be a voice actor because that was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. That was a mouthful, and you definitely challenged me, and we're doing okay. We're off to a good start. So thanks I, for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. I can't wait to get into this. We talked a little bit before we started recording, and Amanda is an amazing human being. I can't wait for you all to hear her. So Amanda, if you want to give us a little background of how you got to where you are today with voiceover acting, and I don't know if you want to touch on some of the fun jobs you've had in the past, but how about a little background of, of you? Well, absolutely. I was born and raised uh, here in Saskatchewan, where I am now back. And as soon as I was 18, I knew I had to get out of here. And so I went to Vancouver um, on the West Coast, and I went to theater school. Uh, when I was in theater school, I started to play in rock bands, and I became like the front person of a rock band, and I did like some commercial work, and then um, found myself in Los Angeles, and I ended up meeting a fascinating um, couple people that were starting a band. So, you know, being the rocker that I was, I was like, okay. I'm ready. Let's, let's do this. And we ended up doing fairly well and we sold all of our belongings, put the rest in storage. And we bought a 15 passenger van with a trailer attached. And we literally lived out of the van and just like toured the U S full time. Oh my and goodness. That was just what we did. And then did that for quite a while. And then the band kind of had a falling out. The interesting thing about the band was it was led by two people that had just uh, completed their MBAs from Harvard. So they were looking at the band as a business. So while I was in that van, I learned a lot from them. Like I learned, you know, how to leverage uh, different venues to get you to play. Like they would get us in the Viper room on sunset, but like before we would actually get that booked, they would call New York and say, Oh, guess what? We got the Viper room booked." And then it would leverage that way. And then just like how they did press. So I learned so much from them. Unfortunately, we ended up breaking up and I came back to Canada and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I didn't know what I was going to do. And one of the people here locally in my hometown asked me if I wanted to like be a radio DJ. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like I spent so many years behind the microphone. I never had like official broadcasting training, but I 
started the radio thing. And the first day that I was on the job of the radio station, we, we do this thing in radio where you go and do the local commercials before you start your shift. So in every local town, you'll hear the local celebrity or the local radio person doing the commercials for the local company. Like, do you have that where you are yeah, too? Like, we, you'll we do hear have that. Yeah, yeah. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. And they're usually kind of like low budget and, you know, they're not great voice actors usually. <laughs> but the, the second that I did my first script in that booth, I was like hooked. I thought, this is what I want to do forever. So while I was on the radio, when the songs were playing, I would practice, I would make my demo, like, I, you know, because I was learning how to edit at the same time, thankfully, how to, you know, edit audio and stuff. And then I ended up sending the demo to agents. And I thought that you had to be in a big city in order to be successful. So I moved again and, and came out to Vancouver. I ended up getting an agent, but it wasn't the agent that actually did any work for me. It was the online casting that had blown up at that time. So it became kind of like how Uber was with taxis, right? Like instead of like calling a taxi or instead of going to these big studios, which is not great for the studios or the agents, but everything was just digital, right? Like, so you can do it from your home. And so I got in at the perfect time of that like digital eruption. And I just started auditioning every single day, like as many auditions as I could, even if I didn't suit the tone of it, the voice of it. And I just became successful that way. I remember my first job was $20 and I called home and I was like, mom, I booked my first voiceover job. And I was still waitressing and bartending on the side and, and stuff like that until, you know, we got it like going into a full-time thing. And now it's been 15 years of being a full-time voice actor. So that's, um, I can't, I mean, you grind and you must work your butt off as far as getting, especially in the beginning. So it seems like I'm trying to think of your normal day when you started out in voice acting, when you moved to Vancouver, were you basically calling, emailing people as much as you can just to get sort of get some of the gigs set up? I think where I was successful is I, I got up at 5 a.m., so that I could compete with the East Coast talent. Oh. And then I would stay up late when the East Coast was done and I would be with like the, the West Coast. And I was just relentless. It was kind of like that, you know, that epiphany when you know you want something so bad and you know you're meant for it because how old was I then? I was like 27, not to like, you know, give away my age here, but I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you're a young pup. Oh, yes, I know. Thank you. <laughs> So 27, 28. So in those 20s, um, it was, you know, a lot of chaos, a lot of like just figuring it out. Like I thought I wanted to be a rock star, right? I thought I wanted to be a singer. When I realized everything was leading me to voiceovers, I wasn't meant to be a radio DJ, wasn't meant to do the rock and roll thing. I just, I knew that I had to do whatever it took to make it happen. So I listened to every podcast that I could on it, read the books, just immersed myself in it fully. So I think that was my success. And funny, because when I talk about it, it makes me think, oh, man, I better like start working harder right now. Because, you know, it's like that initial grind and then you get that goal and then you kind of like ease off. But I guess that's kind of how it goes. Right. You have those. That yeah, time. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> that's probably fair for, for most yeah. people. And I have to ask you. So when you started, 
you called your family, you got your first job for 20 bucks. Yeah. Did you, I'm so curious as to what you're going to say to this. Did you, and you were waitressing doing things on the side, I'm, I'm assuming to pay the bills. Did yeah. you ever have a plan B or once you booked that first job for 20 bucks, were you thinking this is plan A, B, C, and D, and I'm not stopping until I succeed as a voiceover actor? I love it. I, I had no intention of stopping. The thing is, I didn't know where it was going to go, but I have never had a plan B. I have never thought, oh, if this doesn't work, what am I going to do? I always knew that I am meant to follow my heart and do like what is calling me at that time. And even if, because it, it never was about the money. So I didn't look at that career as, okay, this is going to be my job. I looked at it as like, this is my passion, my calling. And then that's how the money followed. So I think that's where I was in alignment there. You can't do it for the money. I love that. There's <laughs> no plan B. You were like all in <laughs> on Amanda Sellers. And I think that's yeah. so, I think just, I just like, think that's so inspiring. And then, so you get the $20 job. When did you know, I don't want to say that you've made it, but when did you know this is something you can do full time and you, you didn't have to waitress anymore? Like how long did it mm. take before there was a steady job there? I think it took about a year until wow. it was um, steady. And I still have never gotten so comfortable that I don't still like, I'm so, I'm always just so grateful. Every, every job that comes in, of course, I've, you know, upped my rate and I, you know, put more value on my experience, but I've never quit the hustle because there's so many people that want the job that you're going for. I booked a national commercial that I voiced yesterday and I looked and there was 114 other people that auditioned for it. Oh so my it's, goodness. It's big competition. So you can't ever get too comfortable. I love that. That's <laughs> such a good takeaway. Everybody listening. That's a massive takeaway. Never get too comfortable. And then you get complacent and then we start going in the wrong direction, right? Yeah. That's a really good point. I almost asked you before we started recording and I'm like, nope, I want to hear it for the first time when we're on here. What's a day in the life of Amanda right now? As you just said yesterday, I think you get these scripts and then you put out your content and you do these, um, not, not interviews, auditions. Yeah. Is that typically like, can you give us a little snippet of what your day looks like? Yeah, you got it. So I do try to do the morning routine where you wake up and do the meditation and maybe some journaling and just get my mind in the right spot. Of course, always some form of exercise, whether it's in the morning or later, hopefully outside. I love to be outside. Getting my kids out the door, that's always like chaos. That's like a full-time job. But then when it comes to my work, um, I'll usually just go into my email and check and see what is conspired. Uh, sometimes, like for example, today I have edits um, from a, a client of some pronunciations that I might have done wrong. And then I'll have new jobs come in from, you know, regular clients from different scripts. And then I do get the auditions that come in and the amazing thing uh, about working from home and how in the 
olden days, you would just have one agent in one city and you would just work with that agent. Nowadays, you can have multiple agents all around the world that you work with and different production companies. I do have um, an agent in Austin, so I'll get auditions from him. I'll get auditions from my Vancouver agent or Toronto, and then I'll do those auditions as they come in. And I don't always get to all of them. And then this whole other paradigm, that's not even agent. There's the online casting world, like Voices.com, where you log into your profile. They call it pay to play because it's a pretty hefty startup fee. Like I think it's around $500 to, to start, but then you get access to the auditions or you can go platinum. Like certain people are invited to be platinum, which is more like a $3,000 investment for the year. So then once you're in, then you, you get access to so many auditions that you could just do all day long, but then they do charge another like 20% on top of that. So you you are really paying for the opportunity, but there's just so many outlets. And so I'll do the auditions. I'll get the work done. Um, I have an editor that I've worked with for how many years now? Like eight years. So she'll edit all my audio and she's also does like my bookkeeping and all of that. And so I'm just like in communication with her. Yeah. And so that's usually a day, like it's always different and you never know what you're going to voice. Like I've, been the voice of like the Roomba, like the automatic uh, vacuum that oh, yeah. like, like battery low, 10% or whatever, or I love you know. that. <laughs> we got a little sneak peek right there. I like it. <laughs> Just like the most random things. Like you'll ne- you never know what you're going to be voicing in a day. So that's kind of a day. It's always different. And you seem to really embrace the idea that every day is different. You like that about your day-to-day job? I think it goes with my personality because I am the most unorganized human being on the planet. <laughs> uh, like I said before we started, like I am a big kid. I'm not really an adult. I'm not good at responsibilities. Well, I guess I am. I, you know, raising my two boys are healthy, alive. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I guess it's good for me to not know what's coming because I'm actually doing 75 hard right now but I kind of find oh, it yeah. boring because it's so predictable. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I do yeah. like the unpredictability um, of the day. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it, at 75 hard. Yeah. I hear amazing you, things about I'm sure that. You, oh, you haven't done it. Not exactly that plan, which yeah. I probably should, but I'm excited to hear how you do as it goes through. That, that's I don't, cool. I don't know, Matt, am I going to finish it? I don't know. <laughs> you might, you, you might get bored. You have to do different things, right? I think for me, as long as I'm not drinking alcohol and I did the two workouts, then I would be happy. Like, I don't care if I drink a gallon of water. I don't care if I, you know, do the other, like read the book. Like I do like to read, but it's just the two workouts and the the no drinking are like my, my staple. So I've been, I've been making sure that gets done. Oh, good. I love that. (laughs) I'm so excited to ask so many other questions about different areas (laughs) of your life. But since, since you brought it up, I'm so curious as to the business that you're in, and thank you for being so open and honest about not being organized, which I'm the same way. I struggle with organization. Oh, yeah. Very unorganized. It seems like you audition a lot, and clearly you've been extremely successful in the business. Also, though, there's been times where you have not succeeded in an audition. How do you not get discouraged when you audition and you don't hear back? Like, How do you keep 
pushing and saying, okay, that one didn't work, move on to the next one. Do you do anything specific that helps you get over that? That's a good question because when I was in my early 20s and my auditions were in person, so I would go to a commercial audition and I would have to like get ready, drive across town. You know, those ones were defeating because you put in so much effort. Like I used to be so dedicated. I would quit jobs just so I could make the audition and then, you know, you wouldn't get it. That was my dream. I got discouraged back then. But the beautiful thing about voiceover is there are so many opportunities that I seriously, unless it's a really big job that I really want, I don't even think about it. Like most of the time I will just do one take and I booked like a really big campaign for Ziploc last year. And the audition came when I was like upstairs making dinner. I saw the email come in and it was for like a really great income. And I was like, okay, I really want this one. I went downstairs. I did one take. I didn't think about it. I didn't rehearse. I didn't even like look at the script. But I think that's part of the success is just the not caring. Because I teach voiceover now with the voiceover school. And that's something that I really try to encourage my students is to don't overthink. Don't be a perfectionist. Go with your first instinct because that's usually the best take and send it in and then move on to the next opportunity, the next thing. So I have gotten discouraged and I think I get the most discouraged is when, you know, I've been doing this for so many years and then I'll have like a dry spell. Like the beginning of April, I, um, like, you know, side note, my husband and I are separating and we separated the business. So we had been like a, a business together, a corporation for a long time. And now I'm on my own. April 1st was like my first day on my own. And now I've got this responsibility and I'm taking over the house and everything. And then it was like a slow week in voiceover. And oh, boy. now I've got all this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, this can't happen. Like, so I got a little stressed out, but I knew that you just have to allow and, and get in the right like vibration and the right headspace. And so that's when I like turned to like the meditation and the, um, you know, affirmations and just getting my, my mood in the right spot. And wow, did this month ever take a 180? So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just having that belief and faith and hope that there is something better around the corner. So rejection sucks. We all face it. I'm not saying I'm immune to it. I definitely have bad days or, you know, you audition for something and then you'll hear the ad on TV and you're like, oh. I could have done that better. <laughs> Honestly, watching TV, I'll hear so, so many things that I auditioned for. And so you listen and you're like, oh, that's what they were going for. Oh, okay. They went that direction, but. Yeah, it's just part of it. That's great. I mean, that's such a <laughs> powerful mentality that you have because I guess that's all part of any business having rejection in some capacity, but you seem like you can roll right through it much better than most can. And you made a great point with meditation and I'm excited to ask you about this. Uh, so you do, you're a meditation teacher now. And can you just tell us a little bit about your journey of meditation? Because as we spoke about earlier, I love meditation. I don't awesome. do it as much as I should. Yeah. So you could probably help me in many different ways. But 
specifically meditation, how did you get to become a teacher and how did you start out and what do you do in the teaching world? Yeah, for sure. Well, my first, I just have a question for you. What, what kind of meditation do you do? Like when you do meditate, what does that look like? That's a great question. So I use an app that is guided meditation. That's normally 10 to 15 minutes is normally as long as it goes. Uh, And I, I do love it. And the crazy part is, and I was going to ask you about this. I feel amazing after I do it. Mm -hmm. And then I beat myself up when I don't take the 10 minutes to do it and just think, Mm -hmm. Matt, why didn't you do it? You feel great afterwards. What's holding you back from making this a consistent daily routine? Well, I love it. Well, don't beat yourself up because what I have learned in this journey through meditation is that even like the top meditation teachers, unless you're like, you know, Buddha, or I'm sure there's some of, some of these guys, maybe Deepak Chopra that literally meditate every day, but so many people fall off the wagon. Even these top, top spiritual people, they don't meditate every single day. So that is just part of life. I mean, cause they, you know, they're so busy teaching and doing things and running their spiritual business that they're like, Oh yeah, what about me? But so it, it's okay not to meditate every day. Do it when you can. I got into meditation maybe five years ago. I think it was about five years ago now. Like I've always been into personal development and, you know, the self-help like ever since I was 18. I mean, uh, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success was the first book I read way back in the day. I remember I was in a studio in Vancouver and the studio owner had it on his bookshelf. And I remember like looking at the book then and then I went and bought it. And then as soon as The Secret came out, like I was like the first one to get it. So I've always been really into that kind of stuff, but I never really had a meditation practice until five years ago. I like just had my kids, right? My youngest was like a baby and I ended up getting extreme vertigo and burnout. Like, and it's kind of when my, you know, relationship was starting to go south and just all of this stuff. Like I was just like so stressed and I was depressed and anxious and had this vertigo. So I started to meditate and I, I started to feel better. And I remember one day I was putting my son to sleep And I was so dizzy that I couldn't lay down beside him. So I just sat at the edge of the bed and I started to talk him through like a nighttime gratitude meditation. I didn't really even know it was a meditation at the time, but I was just like, close your eyes, give thanks for your, your hands, your arms, you know, all all your body parts, give thanks for the day. Thanks for the house. And it made him fall asleep right away. And so I kept doing that like every night. And then my husband had just downloaded the Insight Timer app, which is a meditation app. And he said that you can become a teacher on the app. I'm like, well, I'm not really a spiritual meditation teacher. I'm a voice actor. I can record really well and I can make my like editing and voice and add music and everything, but I'm not like a meditation teacher. But I decided just to write out what I was talking to my son about because I thought, well, if it made him fall asleep, maybe it'll make some other kids fall asleep. So I recorded it and I put it online. They um, approved my application to be like a teacher and it started to do really well. And it, it was well received. And I got messages from all over the world of like moms that were like really grateful. And so then I would just kind of get like another intuitive hit 
to make another one. So my second one ever was a be happy meditation. It started to work for me, like the meditating and kind of creating my own started to help and my vertigo went away and I was feeling better. It was like a cloud had been lifted, like the fog was gone, right? So, so I started to record and upload and then that one did well. And then I just kept rolling with it. And now it's just a part of my day-to-day kind of. It's, I meditate when I can, obviously try to do it every day, but I'm always listening. I'm always thinking, I'm always asking for messages and then I'll try to make meditations that will help people. Usually if it helps me, it'll help somebody else, right? So a lot of times it's the stressed out mom who's on the go. I really connect with those. That's kind of my core audience. So that's kind of the story of the meditation thing. So it's just kind of become a a side thing that I do and I really enjoy it. It's very fulfilling. So you do meditations that started out with your kids. Mm-hmm. Do you do meditations that are geared toward kids as well as adults? Is that how it works? Yeah, I've got a couple that um, are on Insight Timer now for children. And then most of them now are for adults. They'll have like a sleep one, um, you know, abundance one or like reducing stress, all, all sorts of different things. Now, I just wrote a money one over the weekend. So like manifesting but something that I wish I had more time for, like if I won the lottery, I would still do voiceover, but I would definitely spend more time creating meditations. And the most powerful part of creating them is the research that I do. So I'll read and listen to other, you know, teachers. And, and that's the best part because that gets you in the best headspace. How do we find you on Insight Timer. Can people listening, can they hop on and have yeah. you guide them through a meditation? Yeah, absolutely. Insight Timer is a free app. So you just download the app and Amanda Sellers is how you find me. And there's tons of amazing teachers on there. So you can discover all sorts of different teachers. And if, if you listen to one and you don't like it, just turn it off and try something else. The worst is when someone listens and they listen all the way through and then they give you a bad review like a one star. And then they kind of like ruin your ratings. It, that's a whole other topic, but it's just funny. Like if you don't like it, just move on. That's, that's what me and all the other teachers will say. I guess if, if you do have a positive criticism, like that's welcome, but sometimes it's just not someone's style. Like, well, there's so many different styles. <laughs> that wouldn't be my style to, to <laughs> give a one star right. review after listening to the entire thing. Right. If you're listening or watching this, let's check out, I'm going to do that. And you have one I love the idea of putting on a meditation to go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Is that maybe 30 minutes or how long is that meditation when hopefully the person doing it is knocked out by the time you're done? Yeah, I think that one that I did is 20 minutes. Oh, good. But And it was my first sleep one and it's gotten good reviews. But hey, if you don't like the one I do, there's so many. Like there's ones that are hours long. Then there's all sorts of different paths. Like you can be listening to affirmations as you sleep or, you know, just all sorts of different like beta, all the beats and things. Yeah. There's something for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We got to check that out. Insight timer. After we record, I'll let you know, I'll do one of the sleep ones and let you know what my thoughts are. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, you got it. I'm so curious. I've been thinking about this since this morning when we were communicating back and forth. 
about abundance wants. <laughs> do you just Fill think us I'm, in. Do you think I'm so crazy? Because you're like, okay, you're a voice actor. Oh, wait, now you're a meditation teacher. Oh, now you have this. <laughs> no, here's what I think. I think that you attacked your passions with reckless abandon, and uh, I'm inspired by that. Oh, that's you're what sweet. I think. You're really sweet. Well, so do you. I know you do that too. So that's why we get along. Well, abundance wants were, was something that I dreamed up one night, uh, laying in bed and James Nestor is a breathwork guru. And he said that the perfect breath is five seconds in five seconds out. And so I was laying in bed and I was just doing some breath work and I was just like kind of moving my fingers back and forth, like trying to count five seconds. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be cool if there was a tool that you could use that like counted the five seconds? Well, turns out I don't have any patents. I don't have, you know, the investments for, something that's exactly five seconds. But I did come up with this idea for these little uh, mindfulness tools that you take with you and they're filled with these like sands and stars. And you don't have to do the five seconds in five seconds out, but you just watch the sands and stars as they move up and down. And it's encouraging people to focus on their breath and bring themselves back into the present moment. And the cool thing is they're the size of a pen. So they're really portable. And the idea behind them is to keep them in your purse or keep them in your car. Like I know moms that have like school pickup when they're in the pickup line, they'll just like take some deep breaths, have them on your desk in between meetings, stuff like that. So when I thought of the idea, the person that came to mind that I wanted to collaborate on this with was the drummer of my old rock band from 20 years ago. Her name's Amanda. And, you know, she went to Harvard Business School. And so why wouldn't I want like a Harvard, you know, graduate, like working on the business with me? And, and I love her. She's like one of my favorite people. So I messaged her and I was like, Amanda. And oh man, she's, she's really type A and very organized and the corporate, like she's got it all together. Like she's got an amazing, like I've always admired her. So we're kind of like yin and yang because I'm the crazy unorganized one. And so she admires me for like my insanity and I admire her for her brilliance. So I messaged her and I said, do you want to do this thing with me? And, you know, she's like, ah, oh, well, I'm kind of busy. I got all these stuff, all this stuff on the go. I'm like, no problem. And then she said, well, I actually just recovered from breast cancer and I had a double mastectomy. And so that was kind of the real reason why she didn't want to partner. So at first I thought it was all, because she's like so busy with her work and everything. But then she's like, no, I'm just in this healing area of my life. So I was like, okay, no problem. No problem. But Amanda, you have to do some breath work. You have to do some meditation, you know, get your mind in the right place. Don't, don't worry about working so hard. You know, you you're taken care of, you got everything you need. And so she actually took my advice and she started to do breath work and meditation. And then she wrote me back like a week later and she had like pictures of her watch. And she's like, my resting heart rate came down. This stuff works. So she was like, I want to do this abundance one thing with you. I was like, yes, this is awesome. So we, we partnered on it and it's such a side hustle that we'll go a couple months and then we'll, we'll, oh my gosh, we got to like do something about our business. Like let's get some orders or let's put some focus on it. But um, when we started out, it was a really big bang when we started and we sold a lot and it actually covered our initial investment like off the bat. So now it's just a fun thing that we both know will 
evolve as it's supposed to and and we just enjoy it and it's a way that her and I get to stay connected after you know being in a band together and they do come with a library of meditations that I created so when you buy the wands we ship them to you and then you get access to the meditations as well so that's I the love story that. that's a, first off I love it just in general but the story behind it makes it even more powerful yeah how do we get our hands on an abundance wand uh, just abundancewands.com. So, oh, you have a, a whole website dedicated yeah. to it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, we have the website. And the other thing about them too that you can use them for is setting an intention. I've done this before with them too, is give the wand kind of your intention for the day, whether it's, you know, to have calm, peace, joy, like let things go, you know, whatever. Eat right, drink water. So then it's like, then when you look at it, then you're kind of reminded again, like, oh, yeah. I'm supposed to be doing that. So yeah, there's lots of little purposes for them. My uh, oldest son also has autism. And so it's a great sensory tool as well. They need like things like this fidgets, right? Like it's kind of like an adult fidget too. So I love that. I, I just think it's an incredible story. And honestly, as you were talking to Amanda, I was thinking of reasons why I do not meditate. And I think having something physical that I'm mm. looking at whether it's in the morning or right before bed would trigger me to say, oh, I need to take at least three to five minutes and get my meditation in. I think that's a really good idea. I well, like thank it. Thank you. You're so supportive. Whenever Why I have ideas, <laughs> I want to come to you and be like, <laughs> no, I appreciate your, your energy. Oh, I just think it's an awesome idea. And I love how you've seen over the course of your life to be very open to opportunities and have attacked these opportunities with a lot of energy yourself. So kudos to you as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have taken some risks along the way. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of them have clearly paid off. Speaking of risks, I think this quote connects to that a little bit. And I want to ask you about it before we'll wrap up with these final three questions that I do with everybody. The quote you have, and I love this, is take pride in how far you have come, have faith in how far you will go. I don't want to give you a leading question. Just can you tell us about what that quote means to you? Yeah. So that was something that was on a poster. I don't even, oh, you know where I got the poster? My mom used to work at a dentist office. And I think the, the poster was in her dentist office. And I think they were renovating. So I got the poster. That's where it came from. But it was ah, of this girl. Yeah, this girl was like doing like a lap pull down and she was like super tough. And, it, and th that quote was on it. And so I put it in my room and I would always look at it. And even at that young age, as a teenager, I guess it's just instilled in me and my brothers. I have two brothers that are crazy like me, but in different areas, right? Like more athletic and running and stuff like that. But um so taking pride in how far you've come, being grateful and proud of yourself for where you've gone and your journey thus far. And then just always looking to the future. Just always knowing that there's more out there and that you're not done. And this is a journey. There's no end point. And I think that's something that, that people, especially when you're healing from something or you know, you're just trying to figure out your life. You think that there's some kind of end or once I get here, then I'm going to be happy. But just knowing that there's nothing 
on the outside that is going to bring peace because then you're going to get there and then you're just going to look for the next thing. Honestly, it's a, it's a tough one though, because I think as a go-getter, you know, sometimes it's never enough, right? It's that fine line of being proud of where you've come, but then also just, uh, you know, letting it settle, letting it like ride out, not being so like, ah, I gotta get this or I'm not successful. And that's, that's that like achievement. So as great as being an overachiever is, I know that there's a part of me where the other side, maybe like the shadow side where it's like just needing that approval, you know, maybe I didn't get it as a kid or something. So I'm always seeking that approval or once I do this, then I'll be enough or something. So it's that balance. Right. But at the same time, I can't stop the fire. You know, you can't stop your drive, your energy. That's who you are. So yeah, it's good and bad. <laughs> Not bad. But no, you explained that so well, because I was wondering how you were going to answer that. And I can relate to a lot of what you just said, as I'm sure a lot of listeners can too, where I'm all for looking to the future, as you said, and mm-hmm. knowing that the future looks great, but then at the same time, you need to appreciate the present and be proud of where you've come from. So that I love that quote. I never heard that yeah. before. Oh, you didn't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. That was a really good one. I'm glad you shared that. Uh, before, before I get into these final three questions, Amanda, that we do a little rapid fire, can you tell everybody, and we'll put this in the show notes too, but can you tell everybody where to find you and follow you? And I know this cause I've been following you. Your Instagram is inspiring and fun and I love it. So can you tell people where to follow you? Thank you, Matt. Well, I'm at Miss Amanda Sellers on Instagram and then on Insight Timer, just Amanda Sellers. So those are pretty much the two places where you'll find me. Perfect. And AbundanceWands.com. <laughs> Boom. Yes, yeah. I should get you to do a commercial for them. You've got a great <laughs> voice. You could be a voice actor. <laughs> this is a verbal contract. I'm in. I will do it. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> That would be a lot of fun. Actually, sidebar real quick. I did one. You'll find this pretty entertaining. I think I did one voiceover something with this organization in Pittsburgh. And this was probably like 10 years ago. And I didn't hear back from them. So I don't know if I did a great job or not. But that was my was my one experience. That's wonderful. A lot of times no news is good news, right? When I send off a file to a client and I don't hear from them. Oh, good. They don't need edits or they just you know, went with someone else, but, but I'm sure, honestly, I'm sure <laughs> you did an amazing, one. no, you did an amazing job. Good job. Well, I appreciate that. I'll use the mentality of I was perfect and that's yeah. why they didn't have to get back to me. Yes. <laughs> okay. Final three questions for you, Amanda. What number one is, what are you most grateful for? Oh, just my two children. That's just hands down. Those two guys come to mind and do everything for them and my, uh, myself too, but you know, they're, they're everything to me. My two guys. I love it. How old are they? Uh, six and nine. That's gotta be a lot of fun right now. <laughs> it's insane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would bet it is. <laughs> the second question is what is a big obstacle you have overcome in your life? And it could be in any area of your life you want to talk about. Um, I think, Oh, big obstacle. I guess it's, being different from everyone else, like not being afraid to do the different thing. Because when I grew up, right, you get a job, you get married right away, like you have that steady income. 
So I think the obstacle I overcame was allowing myself not to settle or to, to go. I, I mean, there's lots of obstacles, but that's the biggest one, I think, is just being brave enough to just, you know, YOLO, you only live once, get out there and, and live your life. That's a great answer. I've asked that question to a lot of people. I've never heard that answer put that way. And now you have me thinking about my life as well. That, that's basically you're saying like you need to embrace your authentic self and, and you've gone for it. I mean, you've, you've proven to anybody listening that no matter what area you want to go into, you have no mm-hmm. plan B, you go all in on plan A and eventually something good is probably going to happen, right? For sure. I mean, Absolutely. That is, Oh, I love it. Okay. Last question is, let's say tomorrow is going to be your perfect day. What would that consist of? What would you do on your perfect day? Is it like a working day or is it uh, like a relaxing day? (laughs) That's a good question. I'll let you decide whatever day of the week it is. Okay. Could be either one. Okay. So... I really want to do more yoga. So I imagine myself somewhere warm with a beach and I'm waking up and just having that super serene morning routine where you're just like meditating for as long as you want, you know, doing your journaling and then doing like a long yoga class. Uh, So, okay, we'll go a perfect day kind of where I'm not, yeah, just all creative, all doing things that are unlocking the creative side. So maybe it's like a writing retreat at the same time. And, and there's no work there at that moment, because if it was like something work, like a dream for a perfect day is maybe I'm in a studio working on like an animation. That's a lot of fun. I just want that like passive income. So then you can just kind of create your day so you can kind of make it what you want. I love it. I don't know if that answers the question. It does. Just, I mean, okay. <laughs> it it answered it very well. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I love how you said it would be in the creative space. There's a lot in that space with yoga, meditation. So you write, do you paint also? Like, do you draw? Oh, do you? No, no, I am oh, okay. not. Yeah. <laughs> I, Me I, no, you neither. Oh, it's fun though. Just for absolute, like I took my kids to like a pottery place a couple of weeks yeah. ago and then they can pick up the pottery and then you paint it and they, they put it in the oven and I wasn't going to do it. Cause like, Oh no, that's the kid thing. But then the lady's like, well, why don't you do one? Like, you, you know, just get out the paint. So then I did it. It's, it's actually quite fun. So, Oh, that's great. You, you are a kid at heart. You were right. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. We're both big kids. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was a great answer. And this has been a blast to have you on Amanda. You're just, you're inspiring. And clearly you have an amazing voice. You're passionate about what you're doing. And I can't thank you enough for coming on. It was a lot of fun. I, you're super inspiring yourself, all the running. We have a half marathon next weekend. <laughs> yeah. Full marathon in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have a good marathon. time. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. We will see you all next week on the Live in the Dream podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, 
I am watching you. <laughs> Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker. At Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks, and I love you so much.